Hey, today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. And now, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Tate Frazier here producing. What's up, Tate? How's it going, Sal? It's going all right. Tough week here. I uh, feel bad for everyone involved. Um, the issue's already been addressed by higher-ups, and uh, I have nothing more to say on it. Other than I'm sorry about for everyone, but um, I'm here to entertain and provide a service, and that service is offering losing bets to people <laughs> so that they can then bet against them, right? It's something like that? Yes. That's what it is. All right. I don't do it alone, though. Uh, I have my buddies, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's going on, buddy? I, I should say we're going to go over uh, some real props, some fake props. We're going to go over best bets. Uh, after that, we have a very angry Super Dave Osborne waiting on hold. Um, he called me twice today. He set up the time, and now he's he's angry that I'm making him wait. But what are you going to do, Tate? Right? You can only get studio time when you get it. Absolutely. Yes. we're fighting for studio time here at the you know That's this right. place. Yeah. So he's he's going to come <laughs> on, and he's going to uh, he's going to you know, he's going to basically yell at me for about a half hour. So tune in for that. Super Dave Osborne is Funkhauser on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Great show. He does a terrific job on that but back to the degenerate trifecta fellas one win one loss one push right that's not bad we'll take that i'll take it certainly. of course and i went with you parlay kid darren i went with you your parlay yeah. was what carolina philly right that's correct paid uh 330 three and a half 3.3 to one so that was a winner Parlay kids back on track. Yeah, it was nice. We had uh, a uh, brother Bry. I'm sorry. I know you lost. You had you went against me. One of my best bets of the week was Jacksonville over Seattle, and that game was nuts. It was uh, Russ. It was 27-10, the fourth, I think, and then Russ brought him back with two wide open passes. Were you feeling it then? Did you think they were making the comeback? Yeah, I thought I was made, they were making a comeback, but then I I got so upset. I don't know, know if not many people paid attention to it, but Doug Baldwin going out of bounds on like it was second and ten. He completes a nine yard pass. Him could have got probably another four yards. It decides to step out of bounds to save clock. He said, but there was two thirty left. They were at the forty nine with three timeouts. I'm not sure what he was doing there. And then Russell gets sacked, and then it was it was all over from there. Yeah. Uh, very upsetting. But but you had Jacksonville, so that's, that's okay. I, I'm glad you won. I was going to lose. I was going to break everything in my house. I mean, I, I had the Browns. I watched with Harry this that last week. It was 21-7 the fourth. If I blew a 21-7, 21-7 getting three and a half with the Browns is very hard to, to blow. And even worse, what are the odds when your team, you're getting the kickoff in overtime getting three and a half Pretty good odds, right? Even so, like, and then if you don't throw a pick six, like, you should still be in good shape for a field goal. Lost by a field goal at most, they lost. So 27-10 and 21-7 the fourth. I wasn't going to be happy to blow both. Uh, Harry, you tied, right? What did you push on? 
I I pushed on the uh, Patriots Dolphins game. I had under forty seven. Technically, it's a push. But mm-hmm. if anybody bet it, wait, because it's a it was a Monday night game. If anyone got around to betting it, betting it normally, like Sunday or Monday, you got forty eight or forty eight and a half, so you had a winner. But still, at the time we did the show, it's forty seven, so it's a push. But really, if you really bet it, you probably won. <laughs> no, well, all these excuses, you Harry. Out, right on that, Harry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Not only, yeah, well, not, I, yeah. I, you had they had first and goal at the one. They they did penalties and they had six chances to score and they did. Uh, they put up three Patriots. Oh, absolutely. At the yeah. And as uh, the Parlay Kid mentions, Brady, one quarterback sneak, which would have definitely worked, and that game goes over. Sorry, Harry. You, you should be happy with the push, right? <laughs> he's not happy. I guess he's not <laughs> he's happy. He's not happy. All right. He's not happy. All right. Let's go to Bovada. Bovada.lv. And I have my own specials page where uh, I could list made-up props. I make up these props. And then they turn them into real props. They assign odds to them, and you could actually bet on these. Tate the Snake, you're going to love this one. They added one for me. I had color of Cam Newton's hat in his post-game press conference week 15. Beautiful. Without looking at them, what would you say the hat? What color? Uh, I'm going to go with burgundy and no brim. No brim, final answer. Burgundy. I don't no even brim. see that. He can do it. He can do it. I think that would fall into the other, right? Oh, yeah, I think that's other. They have blue, green, yellow. Blue, blue is the favorite at three to one. Red, four to one. Brown, five. Well, red, red, red will cover it. You think so? Yeah. Let's see now here. So, it's within the realm of red. There's going to be a problem now. Is red burgundy or is other burgundy? All right, <laughs> all right. Let's do us a favor, Cam. Don't make it a close call. Just, just come out with a brown cap or something. That'll be fun. Uh, I have highest points scored by a team in any bowl game. And lowest point scored by any team in a bowl game. The over 59 and a half. The under for lowest uh, over under is six. Brother Bry, which which way would you swing on these? Uh, I think for the under, I'd probably go under the six because last year there was two teams that scored less than six. Ohio State against uh, yeah Clemson had shut, was out. shut out, and mm-hmm. then Iowa only scored three, I think, against Florida last year. And then the year before, too, I think somebody – only scored three points. So it's hit the last two years. I like that one. Last year, the the highest points, uh, Idaho scored 61 points. I think you get a lot of teams that score in the 50s, but 59 and a half yeah. is a lot. So I don't know. I'd probably stay away from that over-under, uh, although it would be fun to root for. But I think, I mean, you have 80 teams playing, right, in these bowl games. So yeah. I think one team will score less than six. The over is so much more fun to root for than than under six. I know. I mean, yeah. you, you, you <laughs> could get so screwed at the right. end there with under six. Yeah, you're right. Idaho, Idaho at 61. Who could forget the Idaho Potato Bowl last year? And uh, and I think didn't uh, that Penn State USC went high too? Was that 59 or something? Yeah, maybe maybe you're better off going over. You probably if you're going to take it, you're probably better off going over because if one of these you're going to get one game that goes into overtime, right? That has like oh, right. six touchdowns in overtime, so there's a good chance that could happen. Good call. Yeah. And uh yeah, well either way, you're 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 not out of the woods until probably late fourth quarter in some of these. So, but uh and I also added one, will any NFL player be suspended for week 16 uh following the completion of uh the week 15 games what do you think of that harry yes plus 170 um i'm gonna look towards the no at minus 250 i mean what went on in that uh like you guys mentioned the jaguars uh seahawk game and jefferson not being suspended for uh, his antics on the side going you know, almost throwing around the security guard off his shoulder yeah fan mm-hmm. and trying to climb then he thought second uh thought better of it and not to do it but still 
that that deserved a suspension. That's way too far. It's way going way over the line, and he still didn't get suspended. So I'm going to lean towards the no at minus two fifty. All right, Tate. What do you say? Was a, did everyone get it out of their system between the Bengals and Steelers and, and Jags and Seahawks, or is this just going to be every week someone's going to get suspended? I think they're going to take a break. This it's Christmas time. It's oh, the holidays. Right. You know, that's people right. people will chill out. That's right. Joy to right. the world. Too You're many right. gifts right. on the line. All right, let's go. Bavada.lv. Here's some more props from them. Uh, Oh, parlay kid! They they did it again. The Yankees. They trade. They traded. <laughs> they got Stanton, and now they have Judge and Stanton. There's a prop up there. Will these two combine for a hundred home runs next year? The yes is five to one. Got a hundred is a lot. No is minus a thousand. I know you're hoping for yes, but realistically, is there value in that in that prop? Uh, yes, Sal. I like the uh, I like the value at five to one. I mean, both these guys combined for 111 home runs last year. I feel like you're betting on basically them to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And if they stay healthy, I mean, Stanton played at uh, Marlins Park last year. According to baseball perspectives, that's the seventh hardest park for a right-handed home, uh, home run hitter. Mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium is the second most favorable for a right-handed home run hitter. Now, granted, Stanton is a straight-up pull hitter. Judge uses kind of both sides of the field. But if these guys stay healthy and they both get 600 at-bats, at five to one, I love the value. And man, Sal, as a Mets fan, how did you feel about this trade? It, yeah. it, it has to bother you a little bit. Uh, right? As a baseball, listen, the Mets get their share of uh, the Cespedes. They get they get some nice free agents along the way, but just this pairing is just disgraceful. The, the empire is struck back the way I see it. Derek Jeter, you, you can't That's find right. it. Derek Jeter's left the country. You can't even find him for for an interview. He's like uh, David Chase after the Sopranos. I think he went to Sweden or something, but. Uh, uh, he, 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 what a, what a, what a deal he sold to his old buddies. A sh- Harry, it's disgraceful, right? Beyond disgraceful. I mean, look what he's doing <laughs> with this Marlins team. What he's, what he's done. He, I, Darren, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's in cahoots. He's doing. Plus, not to mention, he, he got a bunch of. He didn't use hardly any of his own money to buy this team. He, bought, he got all <laughs> these other investors to come in. And then what's he do? He rips his team that he buys apart oh. and hooks mm-hmm. up the Yankees. It's a setup. I mean, you had to say. You hate Jeter, Harry. You always hated him. Listen, what what is he even doing owning a team when he doesn't have enough money to pay for it? When he's got to get all these people in here and then he gives this is this is insane. What the Marlins? What he for his baseball mind? For his baseball mind. All right, Harry. Harry, let's use your football mind here and go over this prop. Will the winner of this week's Patriots-Steelers game represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Yes, minus 300. No is plus 200. I don't see a ton of value in the, in the yes here. Um, what do you think? Uh, uh, I, you know, I know you know, I like to take underdogs, but I'm still i got to lean towards the favorite uh, at minus 300. Look, uh, if it's it. The Pats have lost. Look, Pats last 16 games after a loss are 14 and two. Uh, I think they're going to probably win the game. Pittsburgh is playing not on fire, but with fire. Even though they've won eight straight, oh. uh, six of them have been by six points or less. And in the last three, they won by three. Uh, in the last three, they won by uh, uh, three as a 14-point dog to Green Bay. They were extremely fortunate to beat Cincinnati by three and Baltimore by one, but. If Pittsburgh does close uh, close this game out and beat the Patriots, they close with Houston and Cleveland. So if they uh, do win this game, they will have the number one seed and have only lost one home playoff game since 2000, 2008. So that's uh, good on the Pittsburgh side. Uh, New England has two home 
uh, games left. They uh, they play Buffalo, who they just beat by 20, and they have them at home. And they also have the Jets at home. Are now going with Bryce Petty. So regardless of whatever, it's going to be Pittsburgh or or New England that has the number one seed. And as for other teams that could possibly knock them off, I mean Jacksonville is tough, but uh, not ready yet, I don't think. And if if it's Pittsburgh, no way Big Ben's going to lose to the Jaguars two times in the season, especially at home. And if it's KC, uh, KC hasn't isn't going to win in Foxborough two weeks or two times in a season. And if it's Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has Casey's number, beating them this year and last year in the playoffs. So I think, uh, unfortunately, so you, like the yes. you got to go with the yes at minus 300. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do think the AFC representative is in this game, but I don't know that picking the winner. Like, if you pick the winner, I think you're better off rooting for the Patriots there if you're saying yes. And because if they win, then the, then the Steelers would have to come to Foxborough. I just think it's easier to take the Patriots at plus 125 to win the AFC or Pittsburgh at plus 180. Brother Bry, right? You think that's that's a, those are short odds? Yeah, I don't really – I don't like those odds. I, I wouldn't touch that because even if the if the Steelers win this game, though, I don't know what is – I don't know. I'd, I'd yeah. probably then bet the – Pats anyway to win in that championship right. game. I don't right. know. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, and then plus you might as well bet this week's game then if you're going to do that. I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. touch the minus 300, I don't think. Let's look ahead, Brother Bry, to next year, the uh, 2018 NFL draft. Baker Mayfield over under draft position 10 and a half. Uh, which way do you like it? I, I think it's I think it's over. Uh, it's funny. I love this one because normally I would I would have told you last year I would have said like Baker Mayfield's not even an NFL QB. But obviously, people have started to fall in love with him. His intangibles, his you know his leadership. He has really good feet. He has a strong arm. So I'm actually starting to really like him as well. I know yep. people are starting to compare him to you know Russell Wilson or Drew Brees. And what I'm going to say is I think the under might happen here. I think mm. I'd probably lean under because I think. There are like 10 teams that need a quarterback this year, and probably six are going to go in the first round, uh, if I had to guess. You're going to have Darnold. And, again, this this is all based on Darnold, Rose, and Mayfield, Jackson, Allen, and uh, and probably Rudolph, too. I think all those guys. So I think what's going to happen is you're going to have Darnold and Rosen uh, go, and then you're going to probably have a team, I think, trade up. Mm. Uh, you could get like a Cincinnati or or maybe, I don't know, maybe the Bills, maybe one of those teams would be willing to trade up and, and take a guy like Mayfield. I just think GMs can't, you know, you saw what happened with Sushi Brown and uh, <laughs> in Cleveland. I just don't think they can risk missing out on the next great QB. So I think I think what's going to happen is definitely somebody's going to trade up. And maybe, you know, I think he belongs probably in like the 10 to 30 range, maybe even higher. But I think teams are going to just, are going to fall in love with him and just put him much yeah. lower. And I, and I think, but what has to happen is he probably has to have a really good game against Georgia too to kind of prove that he's worth a top 10 pick. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, I was looking at it. Darnold probably to Cleveland. Rosen, I, that guy, could he could wait a year, I really think. But right now projected to go to the Giants. And then, like, Josh Allen maybe at the Denver. And then you're talking, like, the Bengals or the Jets. Jets are 9, Bengals are 10. But you're right, if they someone trades up, uh, that would be the way to, to nab them uh, before the 10 and a half. I, I still go over. All right, well, that's it. You can find this and so many other uh, – Props on Bovada.lv. Really, it's prop heaven. Really, check it out and uh, throw some dough around on the Bovada.lv props. All right, that brings us to one of our favorite segments, Captain Morgan's 
make-believe riverboat casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I cruise the river, tackling fake gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week, Star Wars comes out. <laughs> Lots of people going to see it. And uh, so I set it up as the Battle of the Lukes, Skywalker versus Walton. And we're going to do Star Wars opening box office week versus Lakers payroll. Star Wars opening box office minus $100 million. Brother Bry, which way are you going with this? Yeah, so the, the Lakers payroll right now is about $100 million, right? So this has right. to go over $200 million. I'm going to say this goes uh I'm going to say this goes way over. I think the mm. Force Awakens opened at uh, about 250 million. I there really hasn't been any good movies recently, so I think people are itching to get back to the theater. Uh so I would easily take the over on this. I know though I won't see this movie. I I don't really care for any movies in outer space. So I'm not going to see it. You guys will probably all see it. Everybody else will see it, but well, I won't see it. This one actually is in outer space. It's a, it's on a farm in uh in Des Moines. But oh, well, you still not going to see it. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking, Harry, Harry, we're all going to be together this weekend. Do you care to see uh, this movie? I have no interest to see it either. I'm, a, I'm going along with Brian. No interest. Okay. All right. uh, I haven't been a big Star Wars fan. I don't even know what's going on, and I don't know where it's at, what it's doing. I know still in the stars. It's, uh, still for very old, very young people too. They'll 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 pound the movie theaters, and I think yeah, Brian, Revenge of the Sith. Made like two hundred and forty-seven point nine million in its opening week, so I'm going to go with the over two. But now nah, we can pass on that. We can get back to uh, me versus Brian in uh, tennis on Saturday. Oh, okay, that mm-hmm. is going to happen. There's going to be a rematch. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Darren, the parlay kid. Which way are you going to go with this one? Boy, jeez, uh, very lukewarm oh. responses to this. Uh, Captain I like Morgan, it. So. You're right. <laughs> You're actually but, right. Now, guess what? I'm right with these guys. I haven't seen any of these new Star Wars movies. It's mm. crazy. So, I mean, I, I think you have, Sal, because you have kids around this age that are probably really interested. Yeah. My kids have kind of outgrown mm-hmm. the Star Wars uh, movies. Uh, Harry just talked about the Revenge of the Sith. I think that was like eight Star Wars movies ago, possibly. <laughs> I think I, he meant to talk, mention this, the uh, Force, Force Awakens, Awakens was yeah. the last one. He misspoke, yeah. Right? He's still yeah, dehydrated. Yeah, like Brian said, about 250. Right. I've read the projections on this one coming out right now at about 215. Mm-hmm. That's what they're hoping, uh, at least projecting. Yeah. I don't know how you can project something like that. Right. Uh, I think it's, like Brian said, though, I think that's going higher. People really want to get out to the movies. Uh, there hasn't been anything really good out, so I do think uh, I'm going to take uh, Star Wars minus a hundred million. Okay. On this one, Tate, you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I agree. It, people, people are going to go see Star Wars. Yeah. It's going to be like the fifth or sixth one when people are like, "Okay, we get it." Isn't you know? it already the fifth? No, or no, sixth no. One? Of the I new, of the uh, new series. No, once, I know. once I get past all the actual people that you know, like Harrison Ford's out. Yeah. You know, slowly as they move the real people out. What people a spoiler! Stop. You're just laid on us now. Harrison <laughs> Ford's out. No, I, I think that happened in Revenge of the Sith. I think I, I think you have to. I think we're taking this Lakers payroll thing for granted a little. Does that include all the money you're going to spend to bail out uh, Lavar Ball's sons overseas <laughs> and everything, and pay for his fines? If not, if it stays at 99 million. I think Star Wars opening uh, does beat it. I think it's north of 
200, 210 million. I feel like I'm right in the middle. Uh, people hate Star Wars. They hate the nerds. They hate the movies. I have a, a wife who's crazy about the movies and my 12-year-old son. But I don't need to camp out for days. I could see this in a month or or uh, or or never or in three months. I don't know. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Star Wars minus a hundred million over the Lakers payroll, and that's another week of Captain Morgan's make believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. All right. Uh, before we get to uh, Sharp Tank and you guys with your best bets, I want to read an email. I got, uh, got this uh, yesterday. A very thoughtful. Um, Listener, he says, "Cuz first of all, fuck you. I just watched Manny versus Horn, Pacquiao versus Horn, for the fourth time, and can't help think of your comments on against all odds last week. One of many against Horn likely were made because you lost money on Pacquiao. My challenge to you is to watch the entire fight again without sound and tell me there was no more than one round in it, excepting no knockdown in ninth, rightly or wrongly, doesn't get 10 to 8. I don't know. That's not great English. But if you still stand it was a riot robbery, I will make a $1,000 bet. I'm in Australia, so currencies may vary. Bet of your choice, and if it wins, I will donate to a charity of your choice. If you still agree Pac was a clear winner, I shall do the same. As insurance, please find my personal details for which you can call me a Welch. Todd McGarry, who works for Westpac Bank in Sydney, Australia. Either take the above challenge if you are enough of a gambler or stop talking shit about a fair fight. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, it's, it's good to know that Jeff Horn's mother listens to the podcast. Thank you for writing in. But, no, listen, I, I did watch it. I, I took you up on this. I don't know what kind of a— the challenge this is, I watched it with the sound down, and guess what? Jeff Horn still had a giant mouse over his eye. Jeff Horn still landed 15% of his punches. Uh, power punches were 123 to 73. Jabs were 59 to 19. The ninth round, yes, it should have been 10-8. They give 10-8 rounds for guys that don't get knocked down but still are, are, are beaten up. And uh, I, I'm tell- I, don't, I don't know what if I win. Are you going to donate to my charity? Because I did do this. I, I wasted an hour yesterday and watched it again. But, yeah, Jeff Horn had a giant, giant uh, <laughs> bruise on his eye, probably from diving forward because that's the only offense he had the whole fight. So, I don't know. Uh, Parlay Kid, Darren, back me up here, right? Oh, uh, yes, yeah, Sal. Is the Australian time zone like six months behind ours, too? <laughs> it might be. Yeah, that, it goes backwards. Uh, get, this, is, this is kind of interesting that uh, we're coming across this now. But, Sal, you are 100% right. Sal, I don't. Listen, I'm not rewatching this fight. I know you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm just going to go by the tail, you know, the you know the uh, the end result here in terms of punches landed, et cetera. Yeah. Pacquiao lands 182 to 92 punches for Horn. Ugh. That's seven and a half punches landed per round. Mm-hmm. That's rather weak, right? Jabs 59 to 19. Pacquiao power punches 123 power punches to 73 for Pacquiao. He seems to really be into his country, and he seems to be into his fighter. I respect that. So what I would like to pitch is a charity fight. Okay, we have Todd here, okay, big Australian uh, and Horn fan. Okay, we'll fight Harry for charity. Harry, Harry is going to represent the Philippines and Pacquiao, because oh. we know Harry's affinity for Filipino women. Oh, right? yeah, right, 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 yeah. Especially elderly Filipino women. Yes. <laughs> Harry's got a, a, a large affinity for that. All right, so we can figure out the rest of the, those details, but I like to pitch that. Todd, sight unseen, though, goes, goes off at minus 2,000. Right, okay. All right, that could be it. That could be I don't mind that. Good, I'm glad you backed me up, Darren. All right, so Harry, what? you would fight Todd? 
I'll, I'll, I'll take one for the team, sure. All right, let's do Sharp Tank. One, one, and one between the three of you. I, I think I've bought two winners in a row. Uh, let's make it three. Brother Bry, start us off. What's your best bet of the week? All right, Sal. So I'm going to take the Pats minus three over the Steelers. I, I'm not falling for the Pats. I know you looked awful on Monday in Miami. You know, you're getting Gronk back. You never lose back-to-back games. Brady following a loss is 40-11 and 11 in his career, and he's also 10-2 and two career versus the Steelers. I mean, normally I would say I'd buy this line down to two and a half, but if you're going to do that, then you might as well just take the money line at minus 150. But I still think they cover the three. Uh, the Steelers are 0-3 against the spread in their last three. They haven't played that well either. And I think you'll see Steelers without Chase here. They'll, they'll pick them apart. I, I just I, I don't trust the Steelers. I don't trust Tomlin against Belichick. But although the only thing that would scare me in this is that Tomlin has been calling for this game for like the last five or six weeks. It's kind of ridiculous. It's like his Super Bowl. But yeah. I, I, I don't buy the Steelers here. I, I love the Pats. It really, really does seem after last week that the Patriots, especially after a loss, would uh, be able to run up and down the field on that side. I did not like what I saw that uh, Ryan Shazier list, uh, Steelers defense. All right, Harry, what's your best bet? Is it Indonesian uh, Masters or something? Uh, no, uh, even though I do like Justin Rose for that at plus 270. He's not, he's uh, not kidding. Best. He's not <laughs> kidding, everybody. He's not kidding. <laughs> and, and I've bet it. I've already bet it. Yeah, it's um, done. <laughs> my best bet, now that we're back, uh, college bowls are starting. My best bet is going to be the Middle Tennessee State-Arkansas State game over 63. In Middle hmm. Tennessee State's last eight games, the winner of the game is scored in the 30s or higher, seven of those games. Last year in their bowl game, they lost to Hawaii 52-35, that's 87 points. In 2015, they lost in their bowl game to Central or Western Michigan 45-31, that's 76 points. As for Arkansas State, they put up 40 points or more three times this year. They put up 51 in a game, and on the road, they put up 67 in a game. And they have three receivers who have over 600 yards receiving each and 19 total touchdowns but between the three of them. In the last three years, the three and Arkansas State's been in bowl those three years, Arkansas State has scored an average of 34.5 points in their bowl games the last three years. Meanwhile, in those bowl games, they have given up 41 points in the in a game. So All that's right. well over the 63. That's, uh, that's what, 41? That's... 74 and a half points, 75 and a half points. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the over, 63 All right. in Middle Tennessee State, Arkansas. All right, Harry's got the over in the most boring bowl game ever. <laughs> but okay. Bro, uh, Darren, Parlay Kid, <laughs> real quick, give us another winner. All right, so two weeks in a row winners. Uh, this week uh, I, I'm up in the ante after coming off a nice uh, two-team uh, money line parlay victory. I'm going five-team, so I'm going to keep it real quick for you, though. All right, I like the Jags, minus 650 over the Texans. Jags' defense has just been way too dominant. Texas uh, Texans' offense just isn't very good. Uh, I like the Vikings over the Bengals at minus 600. Bengals look like their season ended last week. That was a miserable performance by them. They're done. Take the Vikes. I like the Lions over the Bears at minus 240. Lions have a lot to play for. The Bears have been a little gutsy. Lions at home, too much to play for. I like them. I like the Ravens at the Browns. I think the Browns had that one shot to win last week. So mm. you kind of called that right. You got yeah. a little screwed right there. Uh, I like the Ravens. Jim Harbaugh, too good of a coach. 
to, to go into Cleveland and, and let his team have a little bit of a letdown. They bounce back with the win over the Browns. And I like the, uh, the Eagles over the Giants. I think the Giants kind of they put forth uh, uh, three-quarters of a good effort the other day against Dallas. I think they're also done. Eagles want to maintain that home field advantage, even with Foles, and Foles pretty solid quarterback. I like these five teams on a money line parlay. You add it up, it's uh, plus 222 on the money line. All right, Jags, Vikes, Lions, Ravens, Eagles. I'll tell you what about this parlay, Darren. Uh, you got the Lions on Saturday, and we'll be around. We'll be together watching all these games all weekend. You got the Lions yep. on Saturday. If you get by that, I think it's I really think it's smooth sail, and you'd have the Jags, Vikings, Ravens, Eagles. Let me think about that for a second. Harry, as ridiculous as your game uh, you put forth there is, I do like betting overs and uh, in these bowl games, and you uh, and you presented a compelling argument hey, for the num- over. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. No, I don't. No, I know they don't. But you're lying about your weight, so <laughs> I don't know. Does that? Does that? <laughs> we have to count that number. <laughs> He's still upset. You're all right. All right, brother Brian, minus three. Listen, to pick. I got 50, 54 days left. People, don't 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 quit on me. I'm, I got fifty four days left. You can't bet on it anymore. But Harry's losing weight. Brother Brian, Pat's minus three. It really does seem simple. They're forty two eighteen and one, straight up after a loss against the spread. Forty two eighteen and one. Uh, I like the minus three. It's 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 a little, little weirder than I thought. But like I said, they, I really think they would move the ball on them. Oh, take the snake. Which one would you go with? I feel like the Pats. That's going to be a push. Mm. I feel like the Browns are going to beat the Ravens because Harbaugh is not a good coach. Oh wow! And that Whoa. leaves me. That leaves Whoa. me oh, with yeah. uh, with old Harry. You like the Blake Anderson oh, yeah, offense? Tate. Oh yeah, the Blake Anderson offense of Arkansas State. Oh yeah, Tate. All right, all right. This is nonsense, <laughs> but I'm going to go with it. I'm sorry, Parley kid. I'm. Uh, I, I do think you're a winner. I think Brother Bry is going to be right in there too. Let's go with Harry's. Let's do it. Middle Middle Tennessee State, Arkansas <laughs> over 63 is my sharp tank pick. It's my third winner in a row. And you could you could reach out to these guys if you hate their picks or if you like them. I'm at the cousin Sal. Brother Brian is at B S Z O K eight sixteen. Parlay Kid is at the Chalk Talker, and Harry is at A A O Harry. And he has not been hacked in like six days now, which is a a miracle. So. There you go. All right. Thanks, fellas. And uh, we'll see. You guys are all going to meet Tate this week. Isn't that exciting? Woo. Yes. Can't wait. Yeah, it's can't awesome. wait. Can't hey. wait, man. Can't wait to meet you guys. Speaking of lukewarm, uh, Darren Parley Kid brought it up before. I told Harry, I said, are you excited to meet Tate? Because he doesn't know one other person in the ringer. Uh, at, not, not the reception I thought I'd get. Harry. Wow. <laughs> Come on, Harry. Wow. Uh I don't know. I don't, I think I was. I think I was excited. I don't know. I don't Harry, you should be Tate's biggest fan. I mean, this guy supports <laughs> you for everything. He's, he's 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 covered me everywhere we've gone. Everywhere we've said anything we've done, he's covered me. No there doubt. you go. All right. He's Except for that time with that sixty-year-old, I didn't cover you then. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I gotta call. Well, Super, I backed off. I gotta call Super <laughs> Dave. He's furious at me already. I'll see you guys in a couple days. Guys, All right, brother. See, see you buddy. Later, All right. See ya. Hey, guys, believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner. Do you believe it, Tate? I can't believe it. They're right here. It's amazing. And that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending. But it also means there's lots of football, basketball, and hockey games you could score big on every day. And my bookie 
is the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. It's your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. Play like the pros on game day with money line, side, or total. Oh, I love the money line favorites. Whatever you choose, if you want to make money betting the games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now and mybookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use the promo code SAL to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Promo code SAL, S-A-L. You play, you win, you get paid. Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? What if hiring could be easier, more streamlined, and less time-consuming? So even when you're busy, you could still be smart about the way you hire. If you're hiring, you know that quality hires keep your business moving forward, but you also know it could take a lot of time to find the right candidate for the job. With ZipRecruiter, you could post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. One more time, try for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash O-D-D-S. All right, welcome back against all odds with Cousin Sal. This is going to be great. It's so great. Bill Simmons has joined me. Great to have an introduction like that. <laughs> he, that that's that's not Bill Simmons. Are you Simmons. reading this off a piece of paper? <laughs> How are you doing this? Is it ad lib? Oh, boy. Bill no, Ray. Do it. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, all right, listen. Bill's here. I bet your three listeners are eating right now. That other voice is one of the funniest guys I know. He's coming on as a favor and to insult me and Bill. And you know him from so many things, most recently HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm as Larry David's dear friend, Marty Funkhauser, Super Dave Osborne himself, Bob Einstein. Super, thanks for coming on. Sal and Billy, I love you both. And I was just telling you earlier, I, I just drove down the street just to test what the show was like uh-huh. and I screamed out of the car and uh, I felt what it's like to have a podcast because <laughs> there were three or four people who reacted <laughs> that's terrible alright okay so you got your insult that in a way you don't have to do that oh, anymore come on. Don't, is that what you're going to do <laughs> you're going to be a teacher is that what the whole show is going to be no Simmons tell them what the show is going to be we're big fans come on you it's, know we are it's a game right, go ahead go ahead it's a gambling podcast. Yes. And you allegedly have gambling stories. Yeah, tell us a gambling story. Oh, here's a gambling story. Two guys in a in a bar. Oh, no. And what who said I like that? <laughs> no, nobody. Yeah. It's Tate the producer. Are you comment like that? That's our <laughs> whole show? That's our producer Tate. He, I guess he's heard this one before. I don't know. Okay, two guys in a bar. One of them drinks so much he throws up on his shirt. Right. He says, what am I going to do when I go home? She's going to kill me. He says, don't worry about it. Tell her some other guy at the bar got sick. Drop in your shirt and to prove it. He put $10 in your pocket. I'm putting 10 in there now. He said, you're brilliant. 
He goes home. He said, I hit my wife goes nuts. He said, this wasn't me. Another guy at the bar got sick, threw up, and to prove it, he put $10 in my pocket to get it clean. She reaches in, she says, it's $20 here. He said, I know. He also shit my pants. <laughs> that's your gambling story. <laughs> well, that's got to do with gambling. I you guess it is. On that joke. It's a little bit of gamble. All right. Let's talk. <laughs> Super. Let's talk about Kerb. What? It, what? Was what a, it was a great season. Do you want any jokes? No. What, do you want me to pick games? No, I don't want you to pick games. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Tell me about Kerb. I think Marty Funkhauser was the MVP. Simmons, you agree? Eh. <laughs> I had him second team all NBA. Really? Oh, second really team all current. You know, I love that. <laughs> I love when Mr. Simmons goes, eh. Well, who, he who was all right. You know, he was all right, but you know what? He could have been replaced in a military. <laughs> who was better? Who were the other Susie? MVP? Susie no, better? If we're going to have this conversation, let's have a serious okay. conversation about right. it. The MVP candidates. Yeah. Um, I, I Super's in there. Let's get Larry out of the way because he drives. I thought it, it was. Much. I got to say, really strong Jeff Garland season. Oh, I love really? the real estate episode. Yeah, I liked when he was involved with the realtor. I thought it was good. Susie's always there. Uh, yeah, I think Super's the favorite. I think the audience should decide, though. Maybe they should hit you on Twitter. Yeah, let's do that. Let's have the audience uh, decide who the MVP of uh, of Curb was. <laughs> Super, you have all ten people writing a card or something. <laughs> <laughs> Super, who thought of the name Funkhauser? Because it's really perfect for you. Kid walking down a hallway. <laughs> he was screaming in his parents' bedroom, opened the door. His father's wearing an Opal rig and bunny shoes. Mother wearing a Girl Scout uniform, and they're going at it. He said, Daddy, what's going on? He said, nothing, sweetheart. We're just having some fun. Go to bed. I'll talk to you in 20 minutes. 20 minutes later, father's trudging down the hall. He opened, they're screaming in the kid's bedroom, opens the door. Kid's having sex with his grandmother. He said, Billy, what are you doing? He said, it's not so funny when it's your mother, is it? <laughs> and that's how the name Funkhauser came to life. Okay. Exactly. All right. It makes sense now. All right. Now, Funkhauser was Larry's idea. It was his idea. And you have a lot yeah. of fun on the You have fun on the set, or is Larry all business? Of course it's it's all I've lived the whole show. I heard a lot of your lines were scripted. That's I heard all of them were scripted. Yeah. That's it, not true. No, he's, I guess he's going to say it's not true. I thought he was the only one they had to script. Yeah, they heavily scripted you. No, I'll sit here and wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till you're through. Okay, I'm through. <laughs> I love it. Who's your favorite athlete, Super? If you don't like Lenny mm. Dykstra. Let me ask you this. I'll oh. ask it this way, all right? Because uh, we'll make we'll we'll have fun Favorite with this. Favorite baseball player by far is Willie Mays. Really? Okay. Uh, Favorite basketball player, I would say. That's tough. I I think. Oh, I'm going to tell you an interesting story. Okay. I knew John Wooden, mm -hmm. which was an honor, and I was having breakfast with him, and I said, "Who's the greatest player of all time?" Now, in my heart, I expected him to say, Al Cinder. Mm -hmm. Or maybe Walton. Or maybe, uh, maybe uh, 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 Jordan. Mm -hmm. Or maybe Oscar Robertson. You know who he said? Who did he say? Kobe Bryant. Did he really? Wow. That's and what he said. I know I didn't, I know I said, I didn't like John Wooden. Because he 
plays defense as hard as he plays offense. You know, Bill is obviously a big Celtics fan. He doesn't like. He doesn't like. I that didn't like that story. That. I didn't like that. that story at all. Did, did Did John Wooden, the booster that paid for all his UCLA players, did that guy pay for the lunch or no? Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. My ass. <laughs> my favorite moment, I think, of all time was Magic going across the key and making that hook. Yeah. Oh, the junior sky hook? what was interesting is Kareem was wide open under the basket. Yeah, and he would have dunked the rebound if it missed. Yeah. No, but if he had not missed the hook, the game would have been over. He could have flipped it to Kareem. Oh, that he could have done that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kareem, Kareem never got the – Kareem, to me, was the greatest player that ever lived. I, I, he never got the credit. He never got the credit, but God, was he great. It's because he didn't work the media. Kareem. Know, he didn't work the reporters. Exactly right. Yeah, he didn't like them. And you know what? A brilliant human being. Was brilliant. he? Yeah. Is yeah. He? He's a really good writer. Hmm. I would yeah. love to have him at the yeah. ringer, but he uh he's got like a Holly yeah. Reporter thing, but he writes these really thoughtful pieces. He's hmm. good. Wow. I don't know if he's a good Who's hang. The greatest football player? Who's the greatest football player you ever loved? You mean other than Tom Brady? Yeah, Bill's a big <laughs> Bill's a big Tom Brady guy. He's five Super Bowls. How can how can I not be? What do you think, you know Super? What's great is the uh, coach of, of the Brady's team when he does interviews. Belichick. Yeah. Isn't he just a delight? <laughs> Especially when he loses. <laughs> you ask him a simple question, you know, how's your family? And he looks at you like your toilet. He's <laughs> a piece of crap. He's a winner. He's a winner. Yeah, it's, he's a winner. What we'll was, see what happens. What was your I'll favorite you the team? game that I bet on. Go ahead. All right. This is okay, good. Story. Two things I bet on. I bet on Seattle in 2015 uh. against New England. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we got down to that play where the, you remember the back that was running up the middle with five yards every time? Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. He's still alive. Yes. Yes. So we either give it to him or Russell Wilson, who is a phenomenal rollout. Mm -hmm. So you roll him out, you send two ends in the end zone or an end in the back. He either throws it or waltzes in the end zone for a touchdown to Mm -hmm. win. Mm -hmm. That's an happen. No, you throw it over the middle. (laughs) See how upset I am? Well, super. See how 500. The 500 listeners you have are upset. <laughs> it's not We're that up to 505 now. Right, we're doing well. Super. Oh, okay. I would have. Lo- I lost a lot of money on that game too. I would have loved Did to have you seen your that? face. I would have loved to have seen your face after that play, after that I w- interception. No, no, I was with Sal when he lost money on that game yeah. at Jimmy's house. You were? And and it was like Ben Affleck and Dickie from Jimmy's show and and who was the Matt other Boston Dam- one? Damon Matt was Damon. There. Yeah. And we had like this big Boston hug and Sal lost him like. A million dollars. It was, it, was, it was the worst moment of Sal's life. It was life. vomitous. It yeah. was vomitous. He was throwing super. up on himself. You would have hated it. I had Super Dave. I had Holyfield. I had Foreman. I had Sugar Ray. Oh, yeah. I, I'll tell you a great Joe Lewis story. but And and I loved them all. Foreman and Holyfield I, were pre, I was pretty close to. And when, when Foreman was first on the show, he was like a light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, what is your dream? He said, I'm going to fight Tyson. Hmm. And I, in my mind, I said, no, you're not. You can't. And mm. he fought him. Great fight. once, beat him. And then the second fight, I'm watching him go back to his stool without, without an ear. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. I mean, you go back to your stool and your nose is bleeding or you got a cut on your eye. That's one thing. 
Mm-hmm. But the, guy, the guy's talking in his ear, and he can't hear him. And Tyson is over there chewing on his ear. <laughs> Never seen anything like that. I don't think that that has to still be. I don't think anything will ever top that as the most bizarre moment in big sports history, right? I remember. Never, never. I, and then you know what? He bit him again. Right. He got him again. It's, Dip, ki- it's kind of like a JFK assassination moment. I think anyone yeah. who loves sports remembers where they watched the fight, if they whether they were I there or they were home. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't think I could quite compare it to that. But <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Super. He's just saying. Yeah, about, yeah, oh, yeah, oh right. my God. It's a lot like when he. Uh, Manson killed those people. <laughs> it reminds me of that. But anyway. Do you not remember where you were? We watched the whole field of your fight. Almighty. <laughs> you grew up here in LA, Stupid. What's your, who was your favorite team? You said the Lakers. Was it the 80s Lakers or I the mid 80s? I love the Lakers. I love yeah. the Rams. I love the Dodgers. Oh, uh-huh. the Rams are back. And you know what? You know what we had here? You know what we had? What? We had the greatest announcers in the world. Yeah, we it's had true. Chick Hearn for basketball, and we had Vince Scully for baseball. Mm-hmm. And that made the games 20 times more interesting than they were. Yeah. And I'll tell you a great story. Go ahead. My stepfather was very ill in the hospital. And I called Vin and I asked him if he could just say something to my stepdad because he was listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. And he said, I can't do it. He said, because I get 2,000 requests a day. I said, I understand. Hang up. At the end of the pregame show, he says, Bernie Bernstein, I hope you get better, pal. I mean, it, wow. was, it was unbelievable. Oh, that's nice. That's, yeah, it was unbelievable. That is a nice story. What about the Rams yeah. now, though? Do you care that they? You'll never go see them, right? Who? The Rams. You won't see them play here, will you? No, I like them now. They're young. I like their coach. I'll never go see them. Yeah. I'm not driving down the Coliseum and sitting there and then <laughs> drive back. Oh, I'm going to tell you what I did. Yeah. Let me tell you what I did. Yeah. I'm at the Dodger game in Oakland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eighth inning. I said to my wife, "Let's get out of here." This is too jam-packed. We'll get home. I'm on the freeway, and nobody, Kirk Gibson. Oh, Oh, wow. Oh, no. Yes, I hear it on the radio. Ugh. How was that? That's bad. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah, that was a rough story. No, No, that's a sad story. It makes me think it wasn't this. I want to go back to Curb because we taught you told that story that it made me think with the Dodgers. You had it wasn't this season. You had an empty seat next to you at the Dodgers game, and Larry wanted it right. Uncur- what what was the story yeah, with that? I that love was a that. Great story. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't that. give it to him because my father died. Right, and it was my father's seat. Right, that's exactly. He had right. driven to the game with a hooker so he could drive in the uh, <laughs> the uh, HOV uh, lane. You know the three thing lane. Right, right. I loved it. Yeah, I loved that was a great. That was a great show. So, so he came up. You came up with that one, Super? No, I didn't come up with that. Larry did. Oh no, Super. He already told us all his stuff is scripted. He didn't. Yeah, that yeah was, I uh, didn't say it was scripted. <laughs> I thought you did. That's, that's how I heard I it. I said it was ad lib. Okay. Oh. The, the dialogue is out lib. <laughs> Super. So it is kind of scripted. <laughs> I loved, I love super uh, when you choose your girlfriend who was insufferable over Larry, and he's okay with it. 
That was, my, I think, my favorite thing you did this year. Let me tell you, the best episode was Palestinian chicken. Mm. Oh, that yeah. was great, too. Yeah, that give us your top. beauty? Give us your top three, Super. I'm going to give you Palestinian chicken. I'm going to give you, I love the episode this year with the water. Uh-huh. I thought that was a great episode. Oh, you like the, oh, the tap water? One? Yeah. yeah, the yeah. tap water at the table. Yeah, that yep. was fun. Yeah, I thought that was a great one. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, go on, <laughs> asshole. Um, oh, this is a good joke. You want to hear it? Well, how about giving us a third? Wait, give us a third curb. <laughs> Great. You like the Lin Manuel Miranda? Wait, can I? Can I give you my favorite? Go ahead, Bill. Let's yeah, hear both. Go ahead. My favorite ever is the end of season two. I think the restaurant with the Tourette chef, because it wrapped up the whole season, and it's just the greatest ending. Yeah, that was good, and I, I, it I was lost my mind. It was not as I, good as Palestinian. And I loved when she's up there screaming <laughs> anti-Semitic things while he's having sex with her. And I'm sitting down with a yarmulke the size of a hubcap. <laughs> and they come downstairs and he introduces me to her. <laughs> Sasha, this is Larry. Larry, this is Sasha. Uh, that was a great What was the one with your sister that uh, that Jeff had sex with? What episode was that? His sister? I don't know, but that, that, she was the cousin. Ill. Yeah, the mentally ill. The cousin. Oh, yeah. The mentally ill cousin. Yeah, That's that way up there. That's a great episode. That's way, way up How there. about the one where Larry stole the flowers from where my mother was killed. <laughs> right, 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 right. That was a classic. Too. You like he some great my ones. My father with a five wouldn't open it in front of the congregation. <laughs> Super, I sense that you don't like when uh, a new they, they inject a new ca- a big character. I'm not going to mention names, but like Lin Manuel Miranda. You, yeah, he didn't like you, that. You could do without that. <laughs> Why do you say that? I, I think, well, Miranda. Yeah, right? Why do you say I don't like that? Well, it takes away from you a little bit. You take some shots. Oh, you're, that's, you're not... that's the lowest. That is absolutely... <laughs> I'll give you a great joke right now. Right. Um, three people are waiting for the election chair, an Irishman, an Italian, and a Polish gentleman. And the warden says, I want you to come up one at a time, make your final statement, and take it like a man. Well, Flaherty, you're first. The Irishman comes up. What's your final statement? He says, I'm innocent. He said, sit down. Pulls the lever, nothing happens. He says, that's a million to one. Get out of here. Just after your next, the Italian comes up. He said, what's your final statement? He said, I'm innocent, too. He sit down. Pulls the lever, nothing happens. He says, that's a billion to one. Get out of here. Jablonski, you're next. The Polish gentleman comes up. He said, what's your final statement? He said, first of all, that chair is unplugged. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Super, you used to come on our show and uh, force, you used to say Cleto. You'd come on Jimmy Kimmel Live and you'd say, Cleto gave me a joke in the bathroom. I'm not going to tell it. And you'd, and you'd wait and the audience would demand that you'd tell it. Uh, do you remember, you, you've been on our show. How many times do you think you were on Jimmy Kimmel Live? I asked the writer's assistants to look it up. I don't know. You want to guess? I don't know that, but I, Can I, I guess? Do that yeah. on Johnny Carson, the same thing. I know, I know, but forget Johnny and Carson. Johnny would say, and Johnny would say, well, I think the audience would like to see... I, what I'd have is pieces from Super Dave. Right. And I would call Johnny Jimmy. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he would correct me, and I'd look at him like, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I bet he's been on 29 times. Wow, that's an excellent guess. Uh, Super, what would you say? I would say six. 
<laughs> you guessed those two weeks. It had to be 10 at least. It's 30. 30, huh? Okay. Simmons almost right on. I was thinking twice a year for 15 years. I know you idolize Johnny Carson and Letterman. You were on 30 times my cousin had you on. Sal, can I tell my super... That's a lot. Yes. Can I tell my Super Dave story? Please, please. So in 2009, um, Super Dave came on my podcast, Mm -hmm. which was only like... We loved that, didn't we? Oh, it was the best. And it was like two years in, and it was really when they were being assholes about editing me and taking stuff out Mm -hmm. and just being super skittish. And I was battling with them all the time. Super Dave told this hilarious joke mm. that they cut, right. and I was and I was so <laughs> mad <laughs> they cut it. I was so mad, and I'm fighting back and forth. And come to find out, Super Dave had told the same joke on the Conan O'Brien show. Oh come on! Six days earlier, which I didn't wasn't personally offended, but then that helped my argument oh, that he had already that Conan it flew for the Conan O'Brien show. But was too edgy for my podcast. It was right. like, so my podcast isn't edgy as the Conan O'Brien show. Yeah. So Super is Dave was this pawn. I don't believe yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, it's 100 percent true. You're this pawn in my game as ESPN was oh. censoring me. Thank you, Super That's Dave. The lowest. <laughs> Super, am I going to find out that you were telling all these jokes uh, on my podcast no, on, it, on NPR? I, or listen, something? it was one bad experience. I'm not saying it defines the man. All right. Very possibly, yes. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the greatest comedian, Super Dave? If you had an hour left to live and you could watch only clips of one comedian on YouTube, who is it? Well, I'm going to tell you who I loved. Yeah. I did 18 hours of his show. Well, I, I loved Pryor, but I loved Red Fox. Oh, you loved him, yeah. Red Fox. Revered. Loved him. Now, if you didn't know him, you were you were kind of removed from him. You didn't know how fucking brilliant he was. He was the funniest, then we huh? Had Joe Lewis on. You yeah. know what that's like? That's Babe Ruth. Right. And and Joe was fairly old at the time. So I said to Joe, what you're going to do in the middle of Red's monologue, you're going to punch him like you're going to punch him in the jaw. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of Red's monologue, he punches him, but he does. And Red goes down. And in, <laughs> in a velvet suit, he comes up with a knife. What? Wow. <laughs> Did he really? He came up with a knife for Joe Lewis. <laughs> that would have been on he YouTube. Was the greatest. Yeah. I loved him. Uh, that was, was I'm always fascinated by that seventies comedy scene when you had all these amazing talents oh, that were just writing. Here's yeah. the great, and then let me tell you this story. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I started with Glenn Campbell and then went right to the Smothers brothers. But that and had everybody. Yeah. Phenomenal. Let me tell you this story. I'm, uh, I had done six years with Bizarre. John Biner was the star of that show. And it was the first show in the history of cable. And then we got six years of Super Dave. And the first show of Super Dave, I said to my partner, we got to have a blockbuster. We've got to have a guest that just knocks their socks off. And my favorite human being of all time, and still is, was Ray Charles. Hmm. There was no human being that was a better talent. I mean, musician-wise, he could do anything and singing anything. Was he he better than Lin-Manuel Miranda? Uh, No. uh, No, okay. Not as good as him, (laughs) but almost. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. If you bring that name up again, I'm going to walk through a window. Okay? All right, bye. Okay. So I call him up. I feel like such an asshole. Yeah. 
hi, my name is Bob Einstein. I, I play a character called Super Dave. And the manager said, I don't know who you are. So now I think he's going to say, get off the phone because I want to talk to uh, the time or something. So I said, I'm going to ask you something, and I don't even know how to say it. But we do a show in Canada called Super Dave. And I would do anything in the world to get Ray up here to do my first show. We don't have a lot of money, but he is a human being that I respect, love. He said, I'll call you back tomorrow. He calls me back. Listen to this, please. (laughs) He calls me back and he said, Ray will do the show on one condition. Mm -hmm. I said, what? You put him in a stunt. Wow. Mm. Did you hear me? Yes, yeah. You put him in a stunt. (laughs) That's so beyond wow. Okay. That's so beyond wow. (laughs) So what we did is we opened the show. Mike Walden was my announcer. He's waiting for me. All of a sudden, a car comes in on two wheels. It spins around 16 times, goes up a ramp, through a giant billboard of me, crashes down. I go out the passenger window. Mike Wallen said, Super Dave, that's the greatest opening star. I said, I'm hurt, Mike. Of course you are, but that was, I said, let's go to commercial. Well, don't you? I said, go to commercial. So they do. I said, oh, my God, am I hurt. What a stunt. I said, it wasn't a stunt. And I opened the driver's side and Ray gets out. He said, I'm sorry, I wasn't used to driving a stick shift. <laughs> I said, I should have known that when we went through McDonald's 37 times. <laughs> and we walked in and he did, what did I say? He did every one of my first shows for five, six years. He did my movie, Ray Charles. Wow. That's great. Is that something? That's terrific. It really is. Do you take it personally that you never get mentioned in the in the early like early nineties, late eighties when they talk about how cable comedies and people forget your show is on Showtime. It's like Showtime didn't even exist in people's minds in the eighties when I felt like it was like toe to toe with HBO there. I don't know. I feel you like know what you're exactly right. It was, but it wasn't. You're 100 percent right. Was the, what was we, we off? Just, we just we just had, didn't have the households, and HBO had tremendous publicity. Because your show and Shanley's show, yeah, Shanley's show. I love Shanley's show. Your show. I don't. I think there was one other Showtime show, but it really wasn't until HBO got Larry Sanders that their their You're actual programming right. took off. That was the I first good show they ever either. had. Yeah. Yeah, we won Ace Awards. We won everything. Do you know for the Smothers Brothers, we were picked up for 26 shows. We won the Emmy for writing, and then we were canceled. Jesus. Wow. Is that well, unbelievable? But they, they were too close to the line. Didn't they make the network uncomfortable? That would, that would seem like but a censorship we thing. Up. The president, Nixon, did it. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. What did he do? Yes. Not a good guy. Remember when we, we had David Fry on, who was an impressionist? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find him. And I walked in the bathroom, and he was taking a shit doing Nixon. <laughs> so it was like Nixon taking a shit. That was another one of those. I remember when Nixon got assassinated. I remember where I was. Nixon? I was just trying to oh. see. Super Dave was still paying attention. Come on. That's not right. <laughs> what happened? Super. <laughs> All right, Super, who wins a comedy battle? I'm glad you mentioned that. The Smothers Brothers or the Wayans Brothers? I have Wayans. Uh, Wayans minus 250. 
Oh. No? That's outrageous. The Smothers Brothers were way up there. There's more Wayans Brothers. Smothers though. Brothers. Smothers Brothers were, were absolutely sensational. Yeah. And they gave, they gave, look, we were kids. Mm-hmm. Want to hear how we got the job? Sure. No, do you? Or am I going to bore the shit out of the three <laughs> listeners? I'll, well, you know, I'll take it. We could, we could take a chance we're at up this to point. 560 <laughs> listeners. It's climbing. No, you're going to love this. You might not if you don't cut it out because okay. I'm going to do it on Conan. All right, good. <laughs> um, I'm working in an advertising agency. Uh-huh. If this bores you, cut it out. I'm serious. All right, okay. And uh, there was a guy, Bob Arbogast, and uh, he was a very, very good, hot radio guy. And he also had a local television show, and I loved him. So I would use him as voiceovers. So one day I said to him, look, I want to go on your television show. I want to be the guy who puts the stars' names in Hollywood of the sidewalk. So he said, okay. So I come on, and I'm the guy who puts it on, then then. Someone in the crowd asked me, well, what do I have to do to get her? I said, well, and I went through a whole lot of research. We want to know where you went to school, how you studied, blah, 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 blah. And so finally Bob said, well, what if I didn't study? How would I get it on? I said, do you have 20 bucks? Okay, good laugh. I go home. <laughs> Next day, my secretary says, um, Bob, there's a Tom Smothers on the phone for you. So I pick up the phone. I said, uh. Hey, Tommy. He said, hi, Bob. I said, listen, my my, uh, uncle's a hunchback, and he's straightening up today, so I'll call you back. And I hung up. (laughs) Phone again. Bob, it's Tom Smothers. I said, oh, it is you, isn't it? (laughs) He said, yeah. He said, I saw what you did last night. Can you come over to CBS today? I said, yes, I can. (laughs) I go over to CBS. He's there. Starts talking to me. He said, can you be a writer-performer on the Glenn Campbell Summer Brothers show? I said, yeah. He said, I'm going to pair you with this comic who works at Not Berry Farm. It's Steve Martin. Steve, this is Bob. Hmm. You'll be partners. We lived together for three years. We worked on Campbell. We worked on some other. That's what Tommy did for us. Wow. And we were kids. All of the writers were kids. But I mean, and it he was. Gave us that kind of a shot. But it was like a who's Isn't that who. A dream? Isn't that a dream? But it was like a who's who of great writers, though, right? Like Shanling was on. Was Shanling on Smothers Brothers or no? No, no, no. He was. Oh, he was Good Times. That was another one that had a like a surprising amount yeah. of of uh, people that went on us. Right. But yeah, I'm always amazed by that people behind the scenes. There's only three networks though. So if that you got. Was the greatest. That's and you know what the ratings you had to get a thirty five share right there yeah. wasn't like a four share and you stay on do you watch anything it else was really, it was really I mean you would have loved to be in those days I'm telling you super because it was and and, and we the young people we, we you couldn't get into our show right and once Tommy said how would you like to see a beetle and the audience went crazy. <laughs> And he opened his hand, he had a dead beetle. <laughs> and they went, boo! And all of a sudden, George Harrison walked out. Uh, that's great. Wow. Super. Yeah. Well, I met you unbelievable. when... I met you when you guest hosted, when I was writing on Jimmy's show the first year, and you guest hosted. You could be honest now, because Jimmy's been on for 15 years. It was a Time Magazine Man of the Year candidate and had a phenomenal year. It was a great Oscar host, all this stuff. 
that first year, how how long did you think his show was going to be on? Um, you, you had no idea. You had, I, I had no idea. I knew that he was a a really good person, and I knew that he took his job seriously. So you know you can't predict what can happen, but I knew he had a good shot. Hmm. But you can't predict how long anything's going to go. You just never know. What about Dickie? How, I mean, you know, how much you know about, him? They were about <laughs> to fire Corral. Yeah, it's true. You know, his ratings were so low. Corral, Colbert, you mean, right? I mean, Colbert, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm and so Corral, both of them. That's okay. Let me add the one. I mean, uh, cancel my show and don't use any of this. <laughs> when we... Uh, Bill, I don't know if you remember this. Adam Scott, who we like, an actor, yeah. was on. It was his first television appearance ever. Oh, that's right. And <laughs> Super was the guest host. And in those days, the guest host stuck around the whole show. No one does that anymore. They do their segment. They're gone. Adam Scott is on, and he's nervous, and he tells a story, and it runs a little long. Yeah. And about the four-and-a-half-minute mark, Super leans in and says, Are we back from commercial yet? <laughs> And I think, so I think me and Bill and Tony Barbieri were dying laughing, and everyone else was friends with Adam Scott, and was like, "Screw it, that's terrible! How uh, dare, him. how dare he do that?" And then, but then you set something <laughs> up. I don't know if you remember. You set something up where when you came back from rehearsal, I'm sorry, when you came back from commercial, um, Adam was going to deliver the last line of the story, and the audience was to give him a standing ovation, <laughs> and it ended up playing really well. But. Uh, there you go. That's how you break young talent in, right? That's great. He still credits well, you to this I day. I was on the Tonight Show. I was on the Tonight Show one night. Mm. I'm not going to tell you who it was, but but he followed me, and I stayed on the couch, and he, he bombed. I mean, fucking bombed. And we go to commercial, and he said, "Jesus Christ, this this audience is." I said, no, it isn't. It's the loudest I've ever heard. You are fucking bombing. <laughs> and then we came back from commercial. <laughs> who was and it? He was just look. He was just looking at me. Who was it? You could tell us who it was. We have three who listers. Tell you, of we course. have three listers. Come on, yeah. No one's. Well, who's going to hear this? I can't tell you. Well, if it was someone successful, who cares? Was they, it they, Ray they, Charles? I'm not going to tell you. Of course not. Joe Lewis. It was Chick Hearn. No, it wasn't Joe. <laughs> what about Johnny Carson? People didn't. People thought he wasn't a, a nice guy. I loved him. I loved him. What'd you love about him? He liked you because he liked everything, you. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. He. He just. He, I mean, with me, I don't know how he was. I mean, I. He never questioned. Mm-hmm. I would just give him the stuff, and and he never questioned what we were doing. He just. He was just a a great guy. I mean. I, my 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 feeling about him and i also when i was 23 i worked with steve allen i co-hosted his television show and his radio show and you have he was like my second father and right. you don't know how brilliant he was how yeah. great he was i went to i went to new york with him when he when he co-hosted dick cavett and I came out as a Polish attorney <laughs> when Polish jokes were not allowed on television. And I, and I, I mean, it was the funniest bit you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> because I, I said, uh, 
he said, well, <laughs> what is not allowed? I said, well, I'll give you an example, but I can't mention the network or the show. And he said, well, go ahead. I said, Johnny turned to Ed, and the audience goes out. And I would tell a Polish joke, which he hadn't heard, and he would die. He would die, and I would stare at him. And it was, it was just, and then with, at the end of the bit, the next night, 20 Polish people showed up, and they were armed. Armed? And it, went, it wound up going to the Supreme Court. What? I, I swear to God on my life. What? But you would have, you would have, believed me, the both of you would have loved him. Oh, I believe and, it. And it was just, you know, it was just really exciting. And in those days, if you scored on Johnny Carson, the next yeah. day it was yours. Now Sal's podcast is like that. Yeah, that's what my podcast is like. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I remember. Well, I know. I, I mean, believe me, if I am scoring tonight, yeah. tomorrow I will be dancing. <laughs> I will know everyone will be come by and honking. I believe it. Hey, hey. I remember you from Letterman more, though. Uh, obviously, Me too. Right? That's uh, how I got to know Super Dave. Yeah, that's yeah. A, but and Dave played. We're Letterman kids. He played great with you, right? Yeah, it was it was it was pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, pretty he great. doesn't like Letterman. Doesn't like Lin Manuel Miranda. Those are my two takeaways from yeah, this podcast. That's it. Oh, I love Letterman. I love Letterman. Let me tell you some other things <laughs> I bet on. I bet on <laughs> Foreman Ellie. Uh, okay. Because I was sure Foreman was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. What was the line? And he did. I bet on the Dodgers Astros last year. Oh yeah. I, I bet on you. Trump Clinton. I bet Clinton. Yeah. Yeah, I had all these too. Uh, but seriously though, Lin Manuel Miranda maybe like three too many scenes. Oh my God! You keep bringing him up. <laughs> but let me see if I have one more. Ooh, this is a good one. What happened? A Jewish gentleman, a Mexican, and a black man are sitting on a park bench with a bigot. And uh, the, the uh, black man has a lamp next to him, and he's, he's looking at it, and all of a sudden a genie pops up. And she, she said, I'll give each one of you a wish. And the Jewish man said, I would like all the Jews to go to Israel, live in peace, and never have any. She said, boom, you got it. He disappeared. The Mexicans said, I would like the same thing. All the Mexicans go to Mexico, and they, boom, you got it. He said, and the black man said, I want the same wish. I want all the black people to be a, go to Africa and never have a, boom, you got it. She said, said, bigot, what is your wish? He said, wait a minute. All the Jewish people in Israel, all the Mexicans in Mexico, all the black people in Africa? Yes, he said, I'll have a Diet Coke. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's good. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. No, you got it. Thanks, thanks, a, lot. thanks a lot for rating that one. Oh, like the sixth one. You got it. You got me. That was nice. I was nervous there for a while, but you brought it home. Why, why were you nervous? What can you say and what can't you say? I don't know. You tell us. It's 2017. No, you tell me. You didn't tell me what we can say. It is a little annoying. Super, how, how do you feel about that? Comedy's changed, right? You really have to second guess. I mean, you don't, but you, people have to second guess what, what they say nowadays, right? Why is that true? Uh, I don't know. Culture. Yeah. See, I I disagree with that. Look, if you say something that is is really, really horrible, yes. Mm -hmm. But if you say something that makes people laugh, I don't think you have to worry about it. But I think because people are more sensitive 
now and uh, on social media they express their outrage and then you know it, it snowballs at that point not well, for I, I not for super possibly <laughs> i think possibly our country right now is in a um, i don't want to say the word mess but it's 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 in trouble right now mm-hmm. like it's never been in trouble before and every week there's some new scandal and things like that. But, but I, I think if we lose our sense of humor, we're in deep trouble. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I don't think – I think you've got to stay away from racial jokes. I think you've got to stay away from jokes about murder or anything like that. Mm. But I think a joke is a joke if it makes you laugh. I don't think that's bad. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. I, I, you know, people have different sensibilities, though. Uh, what do you think about this? Celebrity net worth has you at five million dollars. What? What is that? <laughs> did you even hear it? I should actually. Yes. All right. Oh, you did. I should have had you yeah. guess what celebrity net worth. It's a it's a website, uh, and how much you think they have you at. What do you get? What would you guess? I have no idea. Five million dollars. That's pretty good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. That's that's not accurate. He's got well, more. Well, it would be if I yes. He's got more than that. Right now, I'm living in a brick hut. <laughs> I've been to Super's house in Palm Springs. It's pretty great. Right on a golf course. Oh, we can we can shut our mouth. We don't have to say anything. Oh, you don't want to know. You don't want people to know. Of course, and, oh. <laughs> and it looks out over the city. And you know, I've also been to his house in Beverly Hills. And I've done <laughs> boom. I had my daughter had a soccer tournament in Palm Springs or a soccer game. We yeah. went down there. I'd never been there. Mm-hmm. And uh, didn't you love it? Well, it's 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 skewed a little old. It seemed like Palm Desert, what? Palm where you are, super. It's better than Palm. No, no, where Palm I Springs seem old. old. No, okay, right. where you are, it is not. Yeah, tell us exactly right. where Palm you are. Palm Springs does skew old. It does. Mm. What what street are you on in Palm Desert? Oh, so I'm in Indian Wells. <laughs> Indian, oh, Indian Wells <laughs> near I'm the tennis. What? So you got the tennis. Tennis. There's a big tennis tournament. Indian oh, Wells. He tournament. Know, he oh, he knows. He knows there's a tennis tournament. You can't believe how good it is. Yeah. How big it is. Why do you play tennis? I do play tennis, but my wife goes to Indian. She loves tennis. She goes to Indian Wells every year to see uh, well, that Serena. Is insane. Yeah, it's good. But, uh, but I like golf. I play golf. Why do you like it so much? I can't get into well, it. I like golf. You love it, right? Yeah, because well, I played college basketball, and if I try to play basketball now, right. First of all, I'm white, and secondly, it doesn't work too well. I feel like people watch, uh, I'm like, Bill loves Tom Brady, and you can only be in awe of a quarterback or a, a baseball player so much. I love Jimmy more now. I you, moved on to Jimmy. You moved on Becoming to Jimmy? Becoming a Niners fan. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. He's yeah. so handsome. Yeah, but I feel like big golf fans are in, in, in awe that you can't even explain when they're watching Spieth or Tiger Woods in oh, his yeah. heyday. Like, yeah. It's not even what comparable. Makes me sad, what makes me very sad is Tiger Woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he had the gift. Something happened. Mm. Um, I don't know what it was, but he got 
very, very big all of a sudden. Yeah. And then pared back down to his natural weight. Mm-hmm. And he's never been able to get rid of this injury he has to play like he can play. By far, he was the greatest player that ever played. He tra- he, he, By far. He put too much muscle. His body was meant to look a certain way and move a certain way, and he put too much muscle on it, and it made his back go and it made his knees go. I mean, he really, like, uh, if he never did that, I I, I, I think he would have won, like, 100 majors. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, he was unstoppable. He was, he was just, he was so much fun to watch. Did you get to see him I mean, a couple and, weeks you know, ago? Making a little bit of a comeback, maybe. Yeah, I'm still holding that hope. because that was one day. And and Tiger, for a comeback, would have played four days and and been eight under or something like that. He he played one one good day and then faded again. Well, no, he was in the 60s three times. He, he was three, in the 60s three he times. Three he wasn't rounds. that bad. Yeah, just a, just a second. I think you should have a little more faith in your man. Yeah. I love him. I mean, if he comes back, I love him. I love to watch him. He was golf. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing. He was, he, was, he, was, he was Babe Ruth of golf, Willie Mays of golf. How great was Willie Mays? Well, we missed him. We only saw highlights, and I know he was, uh, after, after his prime, he came up for a cup of coffee with the 73 Mets, which was exciting yeah, that was, to see. But uh, well, that didn't end well. He went from first to third faster than anyone could go from first to second. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there was, a, there was a shot where a ball was hit to right field, and Bonds went back, leaps for the ball, and missed it, and Willie, who was the center fielder, caught it. Hmm. Wow. I mean, he was, he was, and God, could he hit and that wasn't even your team, right? You were a Dodger fan. You had plenty no, of good but, players but, in the sixties. But, but uh, you know, a player like that was just—he was just magnificent. Yeah, I think here's he was the magnificent. Here's the thing with Tiger: if he can ever hang around, yeah, 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 Tiger. I mean, I love Tiger Woods. <laughs> if it, but wait, wait though. Him. If he if he can hang around until Saturday in a big tournament. When the gallery is really there, like it, Augusta is too good shot. to be true. Then yeah, I think the field will be psyched out. Like I, the '86 Masters is one of my favorite sports moments, and part of what was great about it was Nicholas. The crowd was so into it; they actually turned on the other golfers. <laughs> They're applauding Shanks. Do you know what that does? Oh you my know God! What that, does? that the crowd could win it for him if he stays close. They could 100%. really like psych him out. Hundred yeah. percent, because you start hitting the club so much farther. They ruined it with. Uh, they ruined Seve in that 86 Masters. Seve and Norman both like just fell apart. The crowd was like just stink eyeing them. It was great. I saw so I'm think... not a huge fan of is um Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah, he can't hit the driver. <laughs> he cannot hit the driver and putting is like shit. But I'm trying to think of Oh God, help me please. I'll tell you you'll know it immediately. He hit a ball and then ran up the fairway like a clown, hopping and skipping and moving. And oh. John Daly, Do you remember that? No. Recently, how Tell long? Me, please. How, how long ago? Red Fox? <laughs> no, it wasn't Red. Red never played golf. <laughs> He's right. Sergio like Garcia. The... Oh, Sergio, oh, Sergio Garcia. Garcia. Oh, okay, you don't like him. Why do you like him? No. Well, well you, so you don't like celebration in sports? This is this is. Uh... 
like is, is to me, Sergio, I've, uh, maybe it's me, but I see him when another guy is putting, moving, mm. moving around, oh. moving uh, a little bit. Interesting. There's some basketball and coaches that do that, that during free throws that I, I was I Basketball hate that. coaches? Yeah, yeah, the NBA coaches. They'll they'll walk up the court right as the guy's shooting to get in his sight line. Really? I hate that stuff. Yeah. Mm. I don't like that. How great are the Warriors? Yeah. They're not not as great as Sal and I thought this year. We no, thought they, be we good. thought they were going to go hey, over. No, we Wait. know they're going to win the title, but yeah, they started out a little. You slow. know who I love? You know who I'm absolutely well. First of all, you love Curry, and you love what you love is their defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the guy they added is just Durant. Brilliant, Nick yeah. Young. <laughs> I think he's probably oh. talking Durant. <laughs> yeah, he is brilliant. Super yeah. Dave, if if Sal and I came to Indian Wells. And we did we we brought podcast equipment and did like a four hour pod. Would you hang out with us? Well, isn't that what this Absolutely. is? Absolutely. Oh, and then take us to the tennis. Uh, we take us to the tennis. Can we go sit? Can you get decent seats? Of course, I can get seats. <laughs> you take the me, Sal, and Tate, the producer, the three of us. You'll take I'm us. I'm excited for this. We're gonna do. It'll this. be a fun road when trip. Is right? That? What what month is that? Tournament? It's coming up. It's like uh, hey, it's January. I think. I'm, no, I'm not making fun. I'm, I'm dead serious. If we'll drive up to see to you. This tennis tournament, it's better than any tournament in tennis. Honestly, I am not making fun. I'm inviting myself. It's the three of us will come see you. We'll even Did play you golf with you. Four-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, you four. You have four hours of stories in your sleep. We, you, you can no, read. But listen to you me. can retell you the Red Fox story like we're cutting. You, ever, you could stay in my five million dollar house. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Good, he copped to it. <laughs> no, listen to me. If you want to come, come. I promise. All right, let's do that. Let's no, put listen, that on. The... You no, know, you're saying this. No, I, you know what I'm doing? But I'm looking you... it up. I'm looking it up and then, when this tournament and is. And then when you're in L.A., we'll return the favor. We'll take you to Hamilton. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, did you know that he's a good guy? He worked on our show. I swear to God. What are you talking? Of course mean? we know. He was on the three episodes. Oh, you mean he worked behind the no, scenes? No, no, no. He was. I guess he was either a writer or something. He was there every day. Oh, really? Hmm. A writer? Yeah. I thought nobody wrote scripts. Oh, did he write now your lines? No, did know he write your lines? He, I, no one writes the scripts. <laughs> they write the outline. Okay. Okay. In other words, the two of us, the three of us, come into a room. And you'd go there, and the idea, idea, but the talk is ad lib. Right. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the show. I love what you do. I miss it. Indian yeah, but Wells. you know I'm the best. You know I'm the best. I, I called you the MVP. I didn't uh, I just it. said I needed more time to think. I didn't want to just give it to him right away. Yeah, I wanted to marinate on nice. it. I just wanted to marinate. That's a big decision. I think it's like uh, pull him out of the box and get a pinch hitter in for him. <laughs> what about yeah. J.B. Smoove? He's up there. Yeah. It's funny. No? Yeah. It's good, but, but you know when it comes down to it, then you have to pull up. You gotta get, you're going to go with me. All right. Well, I will say, out of all of the people who are on that show, Super is the only one who seems like he's making the people break character a little bit. Yeah, when right. things are going, yeah, like you, like, you can see Larry is barely holding it together in some of the super scenes. So I, yeah. that's hey, that's in his candidacy. Listen to me carefully. Listen, when is the tennis tournament? I'm looking at it now. It's March 5th through March 18th. Oh yeah, we're coming. If you don't, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we're okay, gonna be there. We're gonna be there. We're coming. We we legitimately invited ourselves. We're March fifteenth. We're going. Super Dave Osborne. You can see him March fifteenth, March eighteenth. March fifth. I promise you. <laughs> Yeah. You will have that. You will. You will walk into that. You know what he did like uh, two years ago? Who? He, he told the builders. He said, um, "I want another. I want another stadium." Oh. And they went, "All right, it'll take a couple." Of, he said, "No, no, a year. I want it next year." And they did it. Wow. Nice. This gentleman has a lot of money. And he's rebuilding. He's redoing the whole main stadium. He's going to have four more restaurants. When you see it, you will drop dead. <laughs> well, okay, forget it. No, 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 You know what? I don't, why, don't you just, why don't you roll around the goddamn floor and laugh it off? <laughs> We're coming. We're coming. We're here. Are you having the time here? God Lock damn it boy. down. We're here. We're going. I'm looking at the pictures now. It really does look beautiful. We're going. Palm trees everywhere. March 5th to the 18th, we'll do a four hour podcast. We'll stay in your $5 million house. And yeah. That'd be nice. But why, why a four hour podcast? <laughs> well, because we're going to cut them up. It'll be a four parter. <laughs> Oh, we got to go set. We do it in one day. You would do it yeah. in one day. We're gonna do seven, the 1970s, 1980s, 1990s, 2000s. There we'll do it each decade. We'll cover. See, you don't know anyone else who has worked that much. That's no, true. He, he, That's true. You have a lot of stories. You've we got to get all. them all out. You're the you didn't m- even talk about when I produced Van Dyke and Company and won an Emmy for that. Oh, so we'll go on in the 60s. Yeah, we'll go back. You're you know who many. Here's the greatest. Here's the greatest. <laughs> who played? Not Gary Berghoff, but the other guy that played Radar on MASH. There were two Radars? Yeah, because yeah. the original no, 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 Radar no. left. Oh. Gary Berghoff left MASH, radar. remember? He's, your phone. he's never right. seen again. No, there was only one. No, Gary Berghoff left MASH. And it was, was a, a bad different perimeter. Radar? Yeah. And then, no. It... Who played Radar? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm looking at I don't know. <laughs> the internet's a little uh, slow. Radar. How are we going to do four hours if you can't find out who played radar? Love a high-speed high connection. I can't find Gary Berghoff. But then he left. Gary was not radar. No, Gary Berghoff was radar. Yeah, you're thinking of Klinger. Oh, you're thinking Jamie right? Farr. That's who I'm thinking of. That's, that's Klinger. <laughs> Jamie Farr? Yeah, yeah, Jamie Farr was Klinger, Toledo Mudhens, and, uh, and all that, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm probably thinking of Gary Berghoff. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay, listen to this. <laughs> I'm doing the Joey Heatherton and Dad summer show. And the reason I did it is, you remember the name Fred Silverman? Sure, of course. Okay, greatest goddamn programmer in the history of television. Fred Silverman he made, he made Fonzie... Uh, he made Fonzie live with the Cunninghams. That was a big, uh, I'm going to live upstairs. And he did Sonny and Cher, which right. I worked on. Okay. He and, cre- he and Super Train. Show. Yeah. What? Super Train. Super Train. That was when it, not a hit. <laughs> okay. Then he's going over to ABC with a new deal, and he says to my partner and I, I will bring you over there with a three-year deal, and it will be your deal. I will not force any shows on you. Of course, the first show he forces on us is Red Fox. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, he said you have to do the Joey and Dad summer show. And Joey Heatherton at the time 
was the cutest human being that ever walked the face of the earth. Every day I would look at her, and you know, when you see someone like that, you try to find something. You look at her toes, you look at her face, you want to find something that doesn't work, okay? <laughs> you look at her teeth, her nose, maybe there's a little hair there, something going on, nothing. Adorable. Married to Lance Rensel, who maybe showed his thing to kids, but don't worry about it, he's playing for the Cowboys. Okay. <laughs> um, that is true. First meeting. Uh, I say to Joey, listen, it's a summer show. We don't have a lot of money. You got to help us with booking. We're already booked. <laughs> we are? Yes. Frank Sinatra is doing the first show. Perry Como is doing the second. Dean Martin is doing the third. And uh, Vic Damone is doing the fourth. I said, What? Do they, they know what money they're getting? Done. Promise. Done. First guest, Gary Berghoff. <laughs> and I had to give him a song. What do you Did mean? Did you hear me? What do you mean you had to give him a song? That's what his agent said. Did you hear me? <laughs> you had to give Not him a Frank song? Sinatra. Right, I get it, I get it. <laughs> Gary Berghoff, and I had to give him a song. <laughs> what did he sing? Uh, who the fuck knows? <laughs> <laughs> what difference did it make? What did he sing? A stupid fucking question. No, I just uh, what, I can't imagine you what think this I guy. I remember in my fucking career what Gary Berghoff said. <laughs> All right, I don't know. I, I I I feel like you set me up with these with these stories. Yeah, he sang my way. <laughs> Wait, the but fuck, do I know what he sang? <laughs> Wait, before we go, is Tate's mic's on? Right? Yeah. Tate's what? Tate's a millennial. He's twenty four. Um, Tate's our producer. Let's give yeah. Tate one pod, one uh, podcast question for Super Dave. Oh, go ahead, Tate. Yeah, ask a millennial. Tate, our producer. He's producing it. He's, produ- he's going to be twenty four years old. It, 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 min- do, it doesn't matter, Super Dave. You're the man. Give, me the, give me the question. <laughs> give him the question. <laughs> I. Uh, he's. A, we already know he's worth five million dollars. So you don't have to ask that. What happened to the hat? What happened to the S hat? Do you still have it? Oh. Mm. The Super Dave hat? Yeah, the Super Dave hat. You still wear it around the house? Think of the glory days? Oh, isn't that funny? <laughs> you know what? I was going to give you all a Super Dave hat autographed, and now I'm not. <laughs> oh, you fucked up. Many... stupid goddamn <laughs> fucking question. How many hats were there? How many did you have? How many do you think we made? I don't know. How many did you make? Are they, st- are they still around? Are they on eBay? Let me tell you this story. <laughs> The most important thing, obviously, when I did Super Dave was my special effects guy. Mm-hmm. We did the show in Canada. My special effects guy was probably the worst in the world. And it was the most important thing. And he walked around <laughs> in a doctor's smock. So I'm doing this thing where I had 17 holes on a golf course. And finally, we were able to buy the land for the 18th holes. Part three, I hit the ball. I'm ready to putt, and I say to Fuji, why did it take us so long to get this 18th hole? He said, sacred Indian burial ground. I said, oh, and they don't mind? No, I get an arrow in the ass. Look up on the mountain, there's an Indian with a golf bag and arrows in it, and he's dressed as a golfer, and he sent an arrow in my ass. Special effects guy said, how are we going to do this? He said, what we're going to do is, they're going to sit down in a mold, special mold, 
ba-da-da-da-da, you're going to put it in your pants, and I'm going to slingshot a razor arrow into that. Now, I know it's going through. I am positive it's going through. Mm -hmm. So we're ready, and here it comes. I can hear it on 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 the nylon. Hits the thing right into my ass. <laughs> Never had pain like that in my fucking life. <laughs> and I look over to him before I fall, because I'm not doing this again. And it gives me a couple of palms up. Like you win a few, you lose a few. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. We're gonna. I mean, this is. You have so many. We are gonna have so to do this four hour. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're, we're coming gonna go to Indian Wells. We're going to Indian Wells. We should promote it. What are you cutting me off? <laughs> yeah, we're done. Sure, it's been over an hour. We're done. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Our three <laughs> listeners what have to go home. Your, what about all your? I mean, what about all your? Uh, uh, what? Wait, wait, a minute. let me see what I got here. We gotta go, Tate. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. <laughs> Is this a joke? It's a driver of his life. (laughs) Unfortunately, his wife's standing on the red tee and hits her in the head. Knocks her down like a Cupid doll. He starts screaming for help. Paramedics don't come for 20 minutes. They rush her to the hospital. He's going apeshit. Finally, the doctor comes out. He said, I'm sorry, Mr. Johnson, your wife passed away. He goes, no, no, no. He said, but listen, that's the first time it's happened. So many people are playing golf that this is the eighth death we've had this year. He said, no. He said, but yours was a little different. Not only did we find a ball embedded in her head, there was also one in her rectum. He said, that was my mulligan. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the hey, Ringer Podcast me, you Network. Not cut these out. <laughs> because if you cut them out, I'll put them right on Conan. Uh, we have to end it, unless Tate has another question about your wardrobe. I think we should call it quits now. Tate, do you want to make fun of the hats again? Because now you're not getting one. <laughs> I want one. I really want one. Super, thanks for coming hey, on. Let me tell you something, guys. Go ahead. Yeah. Don't make fun of that tennis tournament. I no, we love it. Serious. We're coming. We're going to be there. You've never trip. seen anything like it in your life. <laughs> We're there. I love it. Thanks, Super We Dave. will see you, Super. Thanks, Ad. You know what I love is that, 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 that you said, let's do a four-hour podcast. <laughs> this well, one, and it was this one. It's going to be about half as long as this one, yeah. A four-hour podcast. We love you, Hi, Super. Guys. Thanks, Super you Dave. Super Dave, you'll, you'll hey, see him. Talk four hours now. <laughs> He'll be at Indian <laughs> Wells. You'll see him in seven years on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Anything else to plug, Super? Let me see if there's a. What did you say, seven years? No, no, we're not waiting seven years. Oh, you're yet. not? Okay. Let's come no. back. All right. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Bring see, it back uh, quickly. More Miranda. No, I think we had a good day, a good conversation. Oh, good. I feel good about it. How do you feel about it? It was great. I think it's good. It was I, great. I, I hope you know Tate's going to be here till midnight editing, but I thought you were the MVP of the podcast. Oh, that's very nice. We will All see right. you soon. We'll talk to you. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right, that's that for the Degenerate Trifecta. And Bill Simmons and Super Dave Osborne, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, na, na.